0: Yeah. Got it. <laughs> All right, that's the first fucking 15 minutes of the podcast done. <laughs> wow. A couple of geniuses over here. <laughs> what time is it? Three, three o'clock? We'll it to start. Is it at one. It's now three. Three. Podcast only goes for an hour. Fucking
1: hell, righto.
0: Um, anyway, yeah. Before we get talking to Isaac, I think it, you might as well give a quick shout out to the fact that this is the first time in your studio.
2: Yeah, so um, if you're watching and or listening, um, this is a we've got a little studio uh, inside Coogee Diggers, um, and this we've spent the last uh, three days putting together two curtains and a table. So <laughs> hold up, hold up, <laughs> and the feature That's walls. some, feature
0: walls here. <laughs> some self self sticking hexagons. It looks good, but mate, All right, I'm a fan.
2: Well, let us know, see if, uh, if there's any exterior designers that uh, want Ex- interior. Yeah, no, you're right. Interior <laughs> designers, give us some give us some advice. <clears throat> I don't think I'm sold on the blue yet, but
0: uh, the lights can change. Anyway, that's enough.
2: Righto. So uh, Isaac, how you going, mate?
0: I'm good. And you lads? <laughs> we're all right. All right. It's a stressful day. Appreciate you sticking around, mate, for an hour and a half when we're running late. I no wish. What do you do? Uh, so I mean, obviously you've got the
2: game
1: tomorrow. Uh, who are you playing? I'm a pool cleaner. <laughs> 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 Best in Sydney, yeah. Um, no, nah, so yeah, we we play tomorrow lunch, yeah, about lunchtime. Um, against uh, not a bad side, I, Giants. I'm going to ask but you a lot of questions that. today. I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> I'm like, we we definitely won't. <laughs> won't. We pretty much we did a fucking review this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was Watching go, match day? I was just thinking. That's I was like trying to prolong my sentence then to fucking. That's cool as all. It's cool yeah. as It's cool as
0: in your brain as soon as the camera's going. Um, that's just, a sh- I don't know what our audience is like as far as knowing AFL. I personally, before I met you, I didn't know anything about it. Didn't know the rules, don't know the team. No, I know when I was, um, living in Townsville, uh, my roommate or my housemate in the army was, was a bloke from Collingwood and he was a mad fucking mad supporter. Uh, and so I watched half a game with him ever and that was, and cause he was just so into it and I was like, I can't do it, mate. It's your thing. And he fucking yelled at the TV. Anyway, I knew nothing about AFL. Um, so let's just assume there's about 20% of our audience that, that knows AFL. Maybe yeah, that's 30. a good
2: point. Uh, I always get in trouble for just going straight in the combo and people are like, who the fuck are you talking to? So, <laughs> um, yeah, mate. Uh, so do you want to do a brief intro and then in AFL, why why, and when did you get into it?
1: Um, yeah, so I got into it when I was um, about eight, nine years old. So I grew up in Newcastle, Massey Rugby League sort of town there and um, played every sport growing up. So it was sort of – um, rugby league, soccer, cricket, um, touch, Oz tag, bit of swimming, sort of nippers and, and all that. And uh, it wasn't until sort of probably the age of eight or nine where one of my best mates, um, his cousin, played for Gold Coast at the time. So they're like, "Oh, why don't you come over and, and try this new sport?" And my, my old man uh, loved his rugby league. Grew up was a really good rugby league and rugby union player out in Tamworth. And um, they reckon he could have could have gone on, but chose not to. And um, like like most people that. Yarn a good, have a good yarn um, down the track. There, they're always pretty good. And, and mum was really good at athletics, and um, she was a, I think, two four hundred meter runner, and then um, a, a nearly. Oh, she she went to, she was a pretty high level uh, swimmer too. Um, so not bad genetics, and and grew up just doing everything I could. And then, it wasn't till the age of um, sort of twelve that I got picked up in the the Swans Academy, which is just this academy that go out and find, I guess, people with a little bit of raw talent. Um, and, and a decent work ethic, and um, and try and train them up, and show them a pathway to to professional sport. And uh, it wasn't until the age of probably 14, 15 when I, it was either I had a decision to make, and it was either um, go with AFL or or try rugby league, as as I arguably loved rugby league more than AFL at that at that stage. And um, it was the pathway of the the Sydney Swans Academy that, that sort of tipped me over the edge, and go, you know what? Like it's there, it's. They put a bit of a bit of trust in me for a few years or already, and, and I'm obviously so young, and um, I'm not going to stop playing those other sports, but I'm going to put a lot more time into AFL. And from from then, it it sort of it started to grow and and a bit more, I guess, showed a bit more potential and um, making these these representative teams, and um, it sort of flowed. And then year twelve, I moved down to Sydney and, and went to Waverley College and um, stayed with a host family, and that was obviously a bit of a change up in itself, and. Um, and then just to be around the club a bit more, um, before I got drafted and then three quarters of the way through my, my year 12 year. Um, yeah, I got drafted and, um, yeah, been at the Swans ever since. So, yeah. is,
2: is it like, is it the draft like the NFL, like all televised? Oh, cause I moved to Australia and I didn't know it. Cause I was, I grew up in England until I was 10. Uh moved to Australia. Like, do you want to do AFL? I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I like watched it. And I was, I was a Geelong supporter before that. And then, uh, Gave it away. I did, like, didn't worry about supporting it because I didn't understand the rules. Uh, and it wasn't until <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Everyone not know
1: the rules? People just go there for the drink, piss, and and watch the footy, and and just it, it's a it's a game you got to watch live. Obviously, I reckon on, on TV it doesn't do it justice. And yep. people are just like well, like what the fuck's going on? Like the, the ball's here. Someone's getting smacked off the ball over here. They're hundred meters away. Why are they you know push and shove over there? It's just like it's a lot going on. A lot of lot a lot, lot of rules, but a lot of. Um, I guess tactics off the ball too and um, it's a 360 degree game so it, it is different and, and it takes a while to learn and you probably still don't know half the rules and yeah. I've known you for year, like years and, um, and I, I love it when you and, you and Ryan come to the games and, and cheer me on and I, I meet them after the game and they're Stumbling out the ground going, that was epic. And it was like, you didn't watch the game, you just sunk piss and probably tried to yeah. chat up some some chicks in the side. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly.
0: Uh, but no, that was the first that's the first game I've ever seen live. And you're hundred percent right. Cause I've watched since since um living with Chappie and following Collingwood for half a game. Um I learned a couple of rules and I've watched a few games on TV and it's yeah, it was entertaining. Um But not knowing the rules and not knowing how much goes on behind the scenes, like I always thought rugby league was – rugby union, rugby league were were more entertaining on TV. Um, But then you come to a game and like originally watching it on TV, it's almost like like you don't know the moves, you don't know their running lines and you don't know that there's actual set plays going on. And it just looks like as soon as you get the ball, you just make shit up and see if you can Mm. kick it to someone. And then you go to the game and you're like – hundred meters down the down the field, people are setting themselves up in fixed positions and they're running like, I don't know, what do you call that big rectangle square in front of the post? It's the, in the, the in goal front of the goal post, the big the big rectangle? Yeah, just the, the goal square. So yeah. when well, yeah. look <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the square that you get goals from, I see. <laughs> so there's dudes like running. It's almost like basketball where they where they run fixed plays through the key. Like there's dudes running lines and, and knowing that their whole job is to either distract or just to pretend to be getting the ball. And I'm still making this up as if, like, I know what the coach no, is no, doing. No, no, you are spot on because
1: it is a bit of a selfless game. Like, there's, there's a lot of leading patterns and running patterns that people do just to to make someone else get the ball and yeah. draw away a specific player from the opposition so they can't get the ball. And yeah. It, there's a lot of tactics to it. It does look messy. It looks really messy. And at times it can be, especially when the game's, there's been a bit of bit of rain and it's, and it's slippery. It does turn messy. Yeah. Um, and... and Often it's probably harder to watch because the scoring isn't as great and it's it's really compressed and just numbers everywhere. But yeah. when you can see the from from a distance it, and you start to know the game, it it does it get you exciting. Gotta, you got to go to games. Like if you're, I'm, I'm sure most proper AFL
0: fans have been to games before. But if you if you're just dabbling in it, you got to go to a game. It's so much more entertaining than watching it on TV. And well,
2: I, I I don't know. Well, yeah, absolutely. I got into this. Um, more so because I was like AFL wasn't interested. And then I was, met you guys through Ryan, you through Ryan and, and Sutter. Um, and I was like, oh he's, oh, he's a football player. I've never met AFL like, you know, in that closer circle. And I was like, oh, he's probably just putting on being a good bloke. And I'm like, I was looking for fucking cracks. I'm like, he's full of shit. This is just the camera mode. But no, he, you are generally a good guy. All the time. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a
0: a standard military thing to do is to size people up straight Mm -hmm. away and assume everyone's a fuckwit and and then go, all right, they've got to earn respect back. And when you do, we've met a fair few um, footy players, whether it's rugby league, rugby union, and there is, unfortunately, a lot of them really nice to your face um, when they know there's a camera on or when they know they're potentially in like a a, a media position, very different people when you get to know in real life. And obviously, there's some great dudes out there as well, um, but that was that was noticeable. We're not trying to blow smoke up, you know. You're a good bloke on on camera and off, um, which is refreshing. Do they do 100%. like
1: training? Do they do like media? Um, a little bit. Early days, the first couple of years, they'll they'll train you up. It, it's more just to, I guess, not use not put yourself in a position that's going to blow you up in the media and, and yeah. put your foot in it, sort of thing. It's more if you hit with these these questions that are. Um, or could blow up. Um, could be a bit controversial. They'll you just straight bat it sort of thing, and and that's really the only training training you get. And then they can at times just throw in the deep end and say go for it, and yeah. hope that you don't fuck up. Because you could imagine being a
2: young like in the, so in the army, they were like you'd have media training, which was just defer up. You're just like I oh, sorry, I can't talk about the question, and off you go. But here you've got you know younger guys get uh, you know with access to a fair bit of cash and and fame and publicity. And you're just like – I would imagine early on dudes would have been standing on their decks left, right and centre.
1: It does. Yeah, it does happen. It does. But I, I, I guess it, there probably is a, a bit more training these days than, there, than probably even when I first started, which was only eight years ago. But um, there's – there's definitely some curly questions out there, and people go looking for it. That's the that's the thing that annoys yeah, me. they try trying days. to stitch up. Yeah, like well, negative press gets more than all positive do, press All the media wants hand. is to be all the media wants is
0: for to be there with the camera rolling when yeah. you fuck up, so that they can make a career off it. It's gross. Yeah. yeah, and so AFL players statistically seem to fuck up far less than than NRL and well, rugby's rugby's a bit quiet at the moment, but. Is that the culture, or is that
1: what, what? What do you reckon it is? No, I reckon it. Yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it comes. It, it comes down from the coach. You're the coach, and you're the the captains, and the leadership group. And um, especially, I know at the Swans, we've been pretty good. We um, we're seen from the outside as, as a professional club, but one that that doesn't really fuck up. And we mm. haven't had many instances where people have done something pretty serious that, that jeopardises the, I guess, the reputation of the club. And um that, that does come down from the the leadership and the captains and, and the coach and they instill that from the get go. And you come through and it's it's more putting pride in the the person to um I guess what they're playing for. It's not just themselves, it, it's for the club, it's for their families and it's mm. and then also I, I also believe it's we we get pushed to do some sort of educational, so sort of some um study of some sort and and just to keep the brain ticking over and and where that's um we get a lot of financial help too. Um people come in externally and make sure boys aren't blowing their money, whether it be gambling or on the pierce or, or whatnot. So it's pretty good with the the, the support around the club. Uh, I know the Swans are really good at it and I'm, I'm sure most other AFL clubs are. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a – it's got to be a cultural thing because I, I feel like the NRL can sometimes – it can. Oh, it happens more regularly. Oh, they're
2: fucking not. knuckleheads, mate. <laughs> some. Some most are. Most of, of them, mate. <laughs> yeah. And it's what, I think that – um, I mean this is a good segue I suppose but – like is there a train like a a process where you're a young bloke you know you've been fame and and stardom and then you're also a role model to fucking tens of thousands hundreds of that millions of Australians and they emulate and look up to you and, and then you just see you know NRL players just f- fucking it up all the time and consistently i don't, I don't really hear much about it except for ben cousins you know,
1: and that was oh, there's been there's been a few there? there has been a few and it's it's just not as as regular and um no no it's it, it's pretty good i think we're, we're, we're pretty good Lost my train of thought i'm sorry
0: so do when you said that you get they, they bring people that's that's pretty good to bring people in and give you financial planning advice because i mean i i personally like the only way I can relate when people say this, when you speak to sports people and they're like, I've, I've been playing this, they picked me up at the age of 12. That's like all you know. And then you go, they start cutting your big fat checks when you get a bit older. And you're like, all right, now, I've all I've okay, I'm, I'm going to simplify this. But all I've got to do is stay fit and good at footy and I'm going to get heaps of money all the time. The temptation to to be a piss wreck and, and do silly things, especially in the off season, would be huge. Um do the boys pay attention to it? Like is it just the club going tick and fleet, we've done our bit and we've brought someone
1: in to give them financial planning or is it actually worth listening to? Definitely worth, worth listening to, yeah. Um, we've got a we've got a, like a player development sort of welfare manager as well. So he he overlooks everyone. He's 24-7 at the club and um, he overlooks especially sort of probably the first uh, to three-year players um, and it will take them in and, and check in on them nearly every day. So it's making sure that they're up to date with like, yeah, the whether it be their bills, like just your, yeah, I guess your your stuff you do as an adult, um, mm. just your your life decisions, and um, it still happens. Like it definitely still happens, but I think the training and and this day and age, it's it's definitely becoming less, and we've got great support around us. Yeah, and yeah,
0: I mean, the, the, this is there's a hundred different questions I want to ask you about where this could come from. But on one hand, I'm like maybe it's because most <coughs> of the teams are based in Melbourne, so. Melbourne-based AFL players, if they do get in in trouble, we're probably not hearing about it as much on the news. Um, but the other thing, do you reckon this this would be touchy for some NRL players? But you, it, there's a socio-economic um, demographic that that attracts people to NRL, and it's generally um, lower economic, like blue-collar kind. Of, the original background, like when the Pommies came over, Max will tell the story. Probably I'll butcher it real quick, but rich, rich kind of royalty, lords, whatever. They're playing rugby union. And then the the miners and the blue-collar blokes playing rugby league. Uh, and that's kind of snowballed on into the culture of it is a rougher, gritty kind of NRLs, like you're out there to bash people. And rugby was like a bit of a scholar's game. Um, and that's why you see a, a really big contrast in the way they rugby union players talk on camera, the way they act behind the scenes versus rugby league. Do you, so AFL, I guess to put a question in it, do you think there is a an, an economic class that they, they're – that, that is, is attracted to AFL, or is it? Is it kind of everyone?
1: Um, I think you know. I think there could be to a point. Um, it's a tough one. I don't know why it hasn't changed for NRL people because I, I totally agree with you. It's like I grew up and and wasn't until I came to Sydney that I realised that rugby league were generally the um, how do I say it without being offensive, but yeah, like the, the rough lower bargains, way. yeah, yeah. And then the, we're,
0: we're all rough, but well, I'm a rough bargain. So you, well, my you know, old man came from away. Tamworth, and yeah, and
1: they all were out that way, and they're. They're a bit grubby at times, but and then you got the rugby union boys that are all your private school sort yeah. of I guess being offensive, yeah, snobs. And then you got, I don't know, the AFL. I feel like it's a mix of both, but yeah. they've I think the one really good thing about the AFL is they've um spent a lot of time and money in putting in like grassroots footy, um, grassroots footy and, and making sure it's it's exploding from the the lower levels and, and it's a really sort of family sort of vibe from from the get go. So when you when you join at Auskick, which you might be like 4 or 5 years old it's it's a real family nice um sort of vibe and it, it's not that it's mm. kind of from the sideline abusing and, and Do they yeah. do that
2: in NRL? Do they have a like a little like a, a you know a like like a feeder program? I know they've got like the young gun stuff like 15 16 17 but tw- you were 12 when you were saying?
1: I was tw- yeah, I was 12. And even these days, the Swans Academy, I think they pick them up at nine these these days. So oh, it's it's weird. Shit. Like, and it's really, it's young, but the good thing what they do, they don't push them in any way. It's like, join this. There's extra sessions if you want to do them, training sessions, come to Sydney. We'll expose you to their professional sporting team. We'll give you a Guernsey in a football. That's all it is at that younger age. It's like, and a, a bit of a label, like you're in the Swans Academy, it's it's nice to know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then when the. What's the, the dropout rate for the Swans? Is,
2: is there like a dropout rate? Um,
1: I don't reckon the dropout would be too too high at all, but the, they they do cut them. So they they might go from there might be like three hundred kids at the age of ten, in the Swans Academy, and then by the time you get to eighteen, there's like ten, mm. fifteen, twenty. Like there, there's there, it drops off reasonably quickly the the older you get on, but um, the dropout rate, I think it's it wouldn't be that high at all. Yeah, because we we'll watched Moneyball the other night. Um, you seen
0: it? I've seen it. A, no, no, baseball movie with Brad. It's a true story. And then there was a, I mean, a big subplot to that was the fact that that Brad Pitt's character, the GM of the o- Oakland A's, um, is very against his recruitment scouts for recruiting young kids because he got recruited super young and then kind of made it to, to Major League Baseball. But but was mentally shit. He was
2: undercooked, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: he was, he was like when he was young, he was the gun, like good at everything, super athlete pick him up as soon as he starts playing pro ball he's like he, he never becomes special and it kind of it fucks with him a lot. Um so yeah it'd be interesting
1: to see like getting getting picked up at twelve and now you say nine. It's it's a different scale though. Like when yeah. you when you're talking American sports it's it's to yeah, a completely yeah, yeah. different scale. Like yeah your NBA, yeah NFL, your um your baseball it's just not like AFL like I said, when I was twelve all I got like mum and dad were massive for me. I'm lucky I had a really good supporter base in my family. Um they drive me down once, twice a week from the age of twelve, down to Sydney. So two and a half hours each way. We'd take half a half a day of school, half a day of work and and just do it. And um, but it was never that was never forced upon me from, from the mm-hmm. club or from my parents. And it was like, um the the the, the Swans Academy would give me, like I said, a Guernsey in a football, come down and do some training. You can come in and, and see the the change rooms every now and then and, and go for a wander through, like which got me excited. But it was mm-hmm. never like you come down, if you miss your session, you're out. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Whereas I feel like over there, it's like if you're not doing this, this, this yeah. Yeah. at that age, and it, you gen- yeah. generally burn out by the time you're 18.
0: So what? Um, oh, there's plenty of things I want to come back to on this, but I, I've got to ask it now while it's fresh. If if you do get picked up, like yourself, um, I mean, you you I know you're, you're on a fucking high trajectory. There's got to be players that come in for a couple of years and then like they they're, they're not really going to make it to for like lifetime career. The lead in, so they're picking people up at 12 and they, they're mentoring you and building you into a great footy player. What do they do when you, when you have to leave? Is there
1: much going on for for once you've left? They, they're good and especially like these days. I think over even since the time I've been there, it's definitely changed and they've got a retirement fund and they drip feed it to you after you, like when you, obviously you're retired. Um, all this study, um, like costs of, of, of your study is actually – um, taken on by the AFL and AFL Players Association and that's really good at moving on after footy they don't just drop you and go like look after yourself you're, yeah. freaking, you're done now we, we'll just drop you in the mud sort of thing like they look after you and if you need help in any way um, it's like it, it's true it sounds like I'm sure a lot of clubs would say but like we, we call ourselves the Bloods so when you're a part of the Sydney Swans you're a Blood and if you're a Blood you're a blood, blood for life so they're not going to drop you out and just yeah. just leave you and they look after you pretty well even after
0: footy. even so you're, you're a huge name. What about the guys that, that aren't as big? They've only been in the team for a year or two. There's still, still
1: someone or some uh, support network there? There would be, yeah, to a certain degree, definitely. Um, I guess it, it's, I don't a, good, it's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not too sure. I know obviously the guns they'd look after and they're part of them. I guess you can call them the Hall of Fame yeah, or you whatnot. Can't, you but, can't go kicking buddy out but, and the young, no. mate, you're dealing <laughs> shit, you're not coming back. No, but I think I know especially for the next year or two after football, they're, they're genuinely pretty good. Yeah, can't be checking in on you and, and making sure your life's going all right. That that's huge. I mean, obviously, we're looking at it um, from
0: the military perspective, and this is the exact same issues that we're seeing. It's like you, you're in the military; they love you. They they you look well. They don't. They probably still hate you, but um, they, they then you get out and you you you've got to figure life out because like yourself, you're getting picked up at twelve. They've they've got people helping you pay your bills which is a basic adult ability, which most dudes in the military, most dudes in, in professional sport probably don't, haven't had to worry about it ever. Um, and then if you do get sent to the, to the door when you're finished and you've got to start life like learning life skills all over again and it's a fucking uphill battle. And that's the reason I ask is cause that's, that's something we're looking at is how, how much does the, the, the military kind of storyline rep, um, how similar is it to, to professional sports? And I we did some stuff with the NRL, uh, and I think their their culture. They know they need to change, um, but it was just the players' association. NRL did not care. Like um, players' association was built to to help look after you, but once you're you're not putting the boots on anymore, and you're not making money for the franchise, that is NRL's problem. Stops there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to know that the actual sport, the, the the AFL, actually gets behind it a bit too, or the club.
2: Does the club get behind it? Like the, the- like the Swans, is there a Swans Association that sort of helps dudes out once they've left?
1: Um, well, you've got the you've got a welfare manager and you've got um, the players' association. So um, mm. we've got delegates at the club that um, obviously sit on the, the board there, and um, they're the in between people for obviously from us players to, mm. to AFLPA, from the AFLPA to the AFL, and <clears throat> and then we've got yeah we've got a couple of welfare managers at the club. They're they're generally pretty good. I mean, hopefully I'm a little little way off finding yeah. that out, but. Um, <laughs> At least two no, I, decades, mate, the way science is
2: going. Because if you look at some of the similarities, like so defence is all about making soldiers and capability and you know, you're a good soldier, you're a good soldier, and then you're out, and then it's DVA's problem. But if the if the individual battalion associations took up the mantle like the club, so instead of the Sydney Swans, it's the one area. Yeah, they've got to have money though, that's the only problem.
0: It's yeah. just a volunteer run group of poor people going, Yeah, I did that, I did what you're doing fifty years ago, I'll give you some hints. That's about it. Unfortunately, they've got no money. And you do. You need a shitload of money. And that's where the NRL was coming from. It's like players' associations got to find ways to to get money together. So the NRL was like, no, no, we're about making money, not about
1: spending it on Mm. retired players. But you are. Like, you're in a pickle. Especially you you look at the head knocks these days in in all sport. Oh, mate. Like, surely the NRL are going to, like, they're getting sued AFL players also that have got this CTE going on. That have they? That's, That's what I wanted to segue. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about it, so I don't know if it's worth asking me much about it. But I know there's there's people, um, like there's players. I think a Port Adelaide player just came out, ex-player, one of the greats, um, and he's got pretty heavy know, depression mate. and anxiety and whatnot. And it'd be worth looking it up. But this he's is, just come out about it, and he's CTE through the roof, sort of thing. So that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you because I, I know it's
0: it's it's um, rugby league, it, it's a pro- you're going to be a huge problem over the next two mm. decades. And I've got two young kids and I'm like, I don't want them in head contact sports. I, I grew up playing rugby and then joined the army and I'm 36 and 90% sure my brain's only half still <laughs> functioning.
1: <laughs> well, that's no, that's, that's exactly, that's why my, my old man did an IFL. Mm. My mum and dad had no idea. And he put, they put me in the AFL because they're like, oh, we don't want you playing rugby league rugby union.
0: Well, that it's was just, what I was going to tell my kids. Yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm
1: going to get you down here and you can go live with Isaac
0: on the weekends and learn how to be superstar AFL players because I don't want you anywhere near a rugby league ball.
1: But, then, but now, now AFL players getting are getting it too. So well, I'm to, going mean, you to get in any sport. You look at cricket. But he, what's the young fellow Like hit the end he, of the
0: sixth <laughs> stitcher, you're in a pickle. But yeah, but exactly.
1: But they're still getting it. Like it happens <laughs> in all sports. And and AFL, they've they've made a real conscious decision over the last couple of years to make sure there's. Head, The head is protected yeah. For, no matter what yeah. and, and massive suspensions are coming. Even from accidental, like, head clashes, it's like, well, you engaged in the contact. Yes, it was just a head clash. Should be nothing from it. It's not like you had a swinging arm hit them high. But you engaged in the contact and hit them technically high with your head mm. and people have been getting fines and, and suspensions and stuff from that sort of stuff. So, so that's where I think AFL is going to start. Well, I mean, it's
0: already a huge sport, obviously. Um, I, I have this opinion because I, I didn't grow up watching it, but – I think when all of the sports are going to start being conscious of CTE and, and head knocks and AFL is the one sport that's going to have the least impact to it because you can reduce head knocks in AFL and still have a super exciting game. You take heavy contact at a rugby league and I'm like, I would rather watch golf. Touch. And golf. I absolutely hate watching golf. It turns to touch, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, it's just not entertaining. And I mean, there's a moral line that we've got to draw. I get, yeah, we got to look after people. We all have to care about everyone in 2022. Um, in reality, you're getting paid a lot of money to be a, a gladiator. But I don't think we're going to have multi-million dollar NRL players in the future because no one's going to watch it if there's no contact.
1: Greatest comparisons are like the Origin 3, right, compared to yeah. like the NRL season. It's like that game was probably viewed like... It was worth watching. Yeah, it was worth Versus absolutely. The rest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love, I love watching rugby league. So I'm, I'm a big fan. But um, that Origin three was just next level. Brilliant. It's like that, mm. That's like the '80s coming back out again sort of thing. And um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one.
2: I wonder if they'll just have to sign a thing saying, "Hey, look, we'll pay you more." But at the end of the day, <laughs> you're gonna get it's head knocks. Yeah, just indemnity, or we'll pay you more, but it's gonna happen. And and I think you'll see. Um, like let's say it comes in, let's say, you know, you fast forward 20, 30 years and all the old guard start bringing in rules of reduced CTE and head knocks and 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 the sport. I suppose the spectators would look back and, and start looking and be like, oh, the game's gotten soft. But if you ever gone out there and started bashing your head into other people as a battering ram, like, and then you forget where you're going down the street because you don't know spatial reasoning or whatever, you know, the, some of the effects of the CTE stuff, it's not like, you know, you you sprain your ankle and you you come back mm. good or whatever. It's like debilitating stuff. Like
1: yeah, yeah, it's serious. It's it's really serious. It is. Yeah, <coughs> I've, I've got to play. I mean, absolutely, it is, and I,
0: I'm super worried about it in, in myself. Um, but we we're slightly evolved monkeys, and the guys like NFL, for example. NFL is the, the the sport that's going to have the most problems because they literally
1: Runs put on, put on a bit
0: of plastic that thick and go that'll that'll save me, and they run headfirst into <laughs> giants. And so if NFL, if NFL goes away because it gets too soft, those those people, those those slightly um, evolved monkeys are going to be running their heads into something else. Like there is a masculine need to run headfirst into people aggressively and like they made a sport out of it and there's heaps of money in it. So I, I don't know.
1: It's also like we love what we do. And it's like yeah. and I'm sure you ask any NRL player, they're like, oh, and, and it, you, you don't look that far into the future, but you're like, I fucking love what I do and I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's the same thing like – if we if we get a head knock and you the, the doc rules you out, you, you miss I think it's ten days of um it's ten or twelve. I think no, it's I think it's twelve days. Twelve days of um I guess doing not much at all. And you you can't train, you can't play for twelve days and, and you can sometimes miss two games. Mm. So it's like if that happens in finals, you don't want to miss out in a final. You could be a crucial player. The club doesn't want you to miss out in finals. Can you sign a thing saying, I'll
2: just run it, yeah. Yeah, would be yeah. like
1: if anything happens, I'm good to play if I decide to. And they're like Obviously, you throw it up. You, are you in the right state to be to make making that decision after a head knock? Anyway, yeah. are you good to go? Or I don't know, but why couldn't that be for the rest of the season as well? And it's up to that individual person. But it's going
0: to happen. I think it has to because it will get too soft, if they regulate it to the point where all sports, uh, you got to wrap everyone in cotton wool because we can't have people getting hurt. No one cares. No one's going to watch them mm-hmm. anymore to go back to amateur. The other thing is, like, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just making this up as I go, but we came from a place 2 300 years ago where you break your leg you probably caught, cool. you that's you might be dead all right now you break your leg playing footy you'll be back in 6 weeks right uh, is is hopefully we get to the point where brains get researched a lot more and it's like, right, you got knocked out. You're just going to take this supplement and then 10, 10 days later, your brain will be back back to normal. Yeah.
1: And it's like, cool, go and run it
0: headfirst into that brick wall over there again and you're good to go.
1: That's what I'm hoping because I'm like, I've got, <laughs> like, <you> got, <laughs> got metal everywhere and I'm like, by the time I fe- finish you play, putting. You just went like this. Yeah, and i I got four plates, six screws in my jaw. I've got like, I've got oh, plates yeah. in my hand, thumb, like only and, – and I dislocated my ankle a couple of years ago and tore the deltoid perineal tendons and and – um, bone and cartilage they had to remove and had stem cell, um, a stem cell injection in that. So like by the time I finish forty, I'll, I'll, I'll be a fucking You'll be busted. Yeah, I'll be a busted, asshole. So I
2: wonder, I wonder if they do that with uh So like the old gladiators, and you know, you, if you're good enough, you got your sword of freedom, and you go, you know, you get a bit of land and off you pop,
1: you're free.
2: I mean, that's ridiculous amount of fucking plates well, in
1: you. I'm just hoping that. Yeah, there's something out there. Science like is
0: little, moving quick, yeah. mate. Science is moving quick, and that's I think that's Just give the them a pension and give them heaps of beers. You're good at it. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna get hurt, more. <laughs> and that's the problem. Boys, people go to
1: beers, and then it's
0: yeah. a downhill spiral from there. Yeah. It's like, oh, most but, athletes, most yeah. athletes are like, I used to be able to eat garbage and, and drink on in the off season or whatever, because I trained so hard. And then the one thing that happens when they when they retire is like everything. Their lifestyle stays the same. They don't need to train anymore, and they get fat real quick. Um, especially the Olympic runners, mate. They're, they're terrible for it. But no, I, I think I think we. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're heading yeah, in the right so. direction with science. That we're we're about 15 minutes away from Elon Musk just going all right, That brain's no good anymore. Just use this one instead. And we <laughs> we sorted. So, what is your what is your day to day
2: sort of you know not giving out any corporate secrets, but a, a day in the life of Isaac, like a, a training session for people who don't know and and. Yeah, what's a day and a week like?
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a full time job these days. It's, um sort of we'll just go on Monday to Friday. We'll go in season. So Monday, assuming we played say the Saturday before, we'll we'll come in and we'll do a, a big review in the morning, and a lot of it will be based around recovery. Um, so we'll, we'll come in and we'll do um, we'll do a, about an hour review. Sorry, no, we won't we'll come in and we'll do we'll do more of the recovery based stuff so we'll go in and you're doing like an off legs which is like a bike a box um a swim getting the body moving again um then we'll go and do stretch a lot of the weights earlier in the week is um more about mobility and recovery um so we'll go and we'll do a a half an hour to an hour session of sort of mobility and, and and lighter weights and and then we'll come through, and we'll do. Your boys have got your massages. Um, you got your your meetings, whether it be like your, your whole team meeting, and then you split up into your lines. So whether it's forwards, mids, defenders, um, and then go over that. And, and you're doing footage. Um, you're doing walkthroughs. You're having chats. Yeah. And at times it can be depending on the game. If you if you obviously have a bad loss, it can be. I reckon the sign of a good club is it can be pretty, pretty upfront and and direct. Um, but no one takes it personally. And it's, it's like, for me, I feel like it's changing these days that you got to be so conscious about fucking people's feelings and which I'm sure you do but at times it's like I think while the Swans have been such a, a consistent form over the last 20 years, it's like if, something, if someone does something like fucks up in any way, one of the leaders, captains, anyone at the club will just go fucking whack. It's like you do that, you don't complain, you get it done, you change it and then if you need to address it after, you address it. And the person that generally whacks someone for doing something wrong or not having a crack... We'll follow it up, and that's what we encourage. and And a lot of that's done earlier in the week, um, and obviously backed up. You, you can't escape from anything. There's there's about twenty cameras out there looking at you from. So if you're walking it when you're not meant to be, it's it gets pulled up pretty quick. And and then throughout the week, and then we Tuesday we have a, a we call it a T one, which is one of our main sessions, getting the body going. It's not high intensity, but it's we're only covering probably six kilometers. Uh, And then Wednesday is generally your day off. You come in and do – boys will go to these recovery places. So Body WRL is a big one. Um, Kuji Recovery just in the road here. Do ice baths and Normatex, thaws, saunas and whatnot and cryotherapy. And then Thursday is our biggest session, two days out from a game. And we'll do, yeah, probably 6 to 7K but higher intensity. Friday, captain's run, massage, meetings. And then Saturday we'll go out there and play and – Leading up to a game, you you, you lay pretty low. You, you get your activation going early in the morning and um, make sure the body's good. And then if it's a late game, we'll, we'll have a nap just for the game and then we come into the game and boys will average between generally about 14 to 16K. And some boys that are big runners will go 17, maybe 18K. And they're big They're big running games, those ones. But people would sit between 14 and 16K, I reckon.
0: And you, how are you, are you tracking
1: that? you you wearing... Yes, yeah, so we got GPS. In is the that back, where the square so is? Yeah, it's in the back of your your, your guernsey. So it's oh, like this. Right. It's just a little, yeah, little GPS, and just sits in there. And it's a weird one because it feels like it'd be uncomfortable. It's got a bit of padding around it, but not much. And you never hit it. You never really know what's in there. And is I, that I is that the only kind of
0: wearable data collection you've got? Is GPS? Yep. They don't track bio biometrics as you're playing. No, it's probably would have been in training. No. Got to
1: get on that Swanies. Yeah. <laughs> There's data out there.
0: Google wants all of it.
1: Well, they've, uh, it's it's a hard one. It's uh, oh yeah, I'm not the one to talk to you about it. They're, obviously, you complicate things, and yeah. And like, so, yeah, I mean, you would. Yeah, you overcomplicate. It's so
0: whatever whatever's happening in AFL at the moment. It's so obviously working. So you do more. Science, and, yeah, exactly. Um, so that, the things like napping, like. It, what you just went through, is that all mandatory or is it? Is there parts of that? It's like you're supposed to be a professional athlete. There's discipline required here. We've got to do it ourselves.
1: Uh, well, a lot of – so a lot of boys do X. So we, we do have a bit of time in between whether it be meetings, weights, training, um, and we'll go and <clears> – <throat> I mean, it, it's all pretty structured for you. Um, the, this, the the recovery outside of the club is up to yourself and and some boys will go and, and you kind of know the boys that have gone and just sat in the lounge and played PlayStation 8 fucking lollies all day and you know you know those sort of people um you know the boys that are getting up every week and feeling fresh looking good and um and and whatnot so i guess the the only thing that's left up to you is is really your diet and your sleep and Mm. and they're two of the massive the biggest things for recovery and preparation and and that's what we try and drill that in and that's one of the biggest things i've focused on this year is is actually my sleep i'm like if i can get nine ten hours of sleep a night i know it's a struggle most of the time for me but I feel so much better. I'm pulling up a lot better. My brain's sharper. Everything's just feeling so much better. And I never used to think sleep was that, that important. Oh, the most. The, the most, Outside yeah. of
0: breathing, I mean, I, I, there's a bunch of different metrics to to ultimate holistic health. Um, but in the four that we promote the most in, in like mindfulness, sleep, fitness and nutrition, mindfulness, talking about like breath work here, um, we always break it down in what, what you need the most to stay alive. And so breathing's obviously first. Um, you only realistically need to do five to ten minutes of breath work a day to, to clear your head. Are you but doing nas- and that- are you on the nasal breathing? But well, sometimes like in the morning, I mean, I'll be honest, lately I, I just sit there and just breathe however I want and, and it's more mental for to trying to get myself motivated back into life. I, I spent the last six months kind of burn out after some shit that we we had a bit of a run-in with a few generals last year and it kind of got us pretty grumpy and we're like, <laughs> spent six months going, what the fuck's the point if these idiots at the top are just going to say no to, to looking after their soldiers? Anyway, I'll, I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> um, but no, at the moment, I, I just do five to ten minutes in the morning, like just mental prep and a few little mantras. I talk to myself for a bit and, and get pumped up to go out there and kill it at life and obviously it's working. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but no, the biggest, sleep's huge and and... Um, that's that's one thing. Like we have got a new bit of software coming out in a couple of weeks um, to help people set goals and, and figure out what they need to focus on the most. And and we know from just research from from asking people that sleep's always the last. Like if people are like, Oh, I've got to talk my life out, you're like oh I'll go to the gym and, and that's the first thing they do, which is good. I mean it's something and it's, it gets you into a routine. But if you want and, and there's other people out there that are like, oh, I'm a high performer, I only need four hours sleep a night. And it's like, no, that is absolutely incorrect. Um, you'll get away with that when you're young. Um, but as soon as you you get over 30 and your body's like, all right, pay attention. I'm telling you some stuff here.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> need eight right. hours
0: <laughs> locked in, minimum, eight
2: hours. Yeah, that's what we did. We <clears throat> with this new feature upgrade we were releasing, we we wanted to give people enough. Um, so it's it's formulated for the perfect human, but you got to give people enough freedom in their day where it's their own choice, right? You don't feel like you're locked in, but we we just blanked out. We're like, nah you go on eight and a half minimum, you are in a bed every night. Uh, not They're not professional athletes, you know, but um, I think number one, if you want to do any emotional regulate, unfortunately it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like um, sleep is the number one thing prescribed for emotional regulation and recovery. Yet the first thing that happens when people are under mental duress is they can't sleep. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you, I don't know, like what, what's it like for you before a game? Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah, I, I've learned to be better with it. I used to get really, really um, sort of uptight and anxious about it all and get the butterflies going from a couple of days beforehand sort of thing. But um, I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing things as well. So when I come out and I'm lucky to have – I've had you and, and Ryan for the last few years at, at home that obviously used to live above me. But I'd come home and I can fully switch off from footy and like we'd go and fucking grab the dogs and go down to the rocks and – Probably do some stuff we probably shouldn't have done as as an athlete, like especially the day before a game, jump off the rocks and swim around, and get washed back up the rocks, and have fun and just muck around and jump off cliffs and shit like that. Like, but I love it. We loved it, and it's a good little escape. And it's, and I guess, it goes on to my re- release for me is salt water. It's like salt water therapy. I mm. fucking love it. Yesterday I got out for a surf, so I'm a bit nasally at the moment because I've been out, got thrown over the falls a few times, and got my, my, my sinuses are full of salt water. So, um. Tell you story. Well, I told you <laughs> we, won't totally to, no, no, going. <laughs> we won't go into the story. Uh, a bit of fun last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. So for me, it's 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 a bit of bit of that too. And what's my train of thought now? But the recovery and
2: sleep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so going into I, sometimes my mind can just go over. I, I probably struggle more after a game than before a game sleeping. If if I do something that I'm like, fuck, I should have I done better there. Could have done this. Um, I miss a few goals. I'm like, fuck how good how good a game be if I kick four, but I kick one goal three. And it's just like it's a complete swing in games. I'm like, I've got to go and do this, do this, do this. And then you just I can't switch off my mind. It just keeps going, keeps going. And a lot a lot of the boys are like that. Then you worry about the meeting. Go in, you're like, fuck, they have got footage right? I'm not gonna escape anything here. No, I know I fucked that up, it's gonna come up And I might put my hand up for it and be like, I own that, it won't happen again, sort of thing. And but you just you just overthink things. So before a game, pretty good. Um, because I think and that's another thing of the club. Oh, they're really good at. So we we have like a a, a lady came in the other day and was just and explained it. In businesses, you have your reviews every few months or something mm-hmm. like that. A, a whole review of the club. We have it every week. So it's like you got to move on pretty quickly. Every Monday we'll have a, a massive review of how we went. Pretty brutal, pretty honest. Um, and then you then you get going and then you move on. Once that Monday's done. That afternoon, we'll go out and we'll have a kick around, and that's the move on for, to the next week. That that week's done, we 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 get going. Whether it was negative or positive, fuck it, we're on to yeah. next week, and it's great. It's really good. Hence why going into a game, I feel pretty good, feel pretty relaxed, and and then after, I just got to do my thing, and that that might be a bit of meditation, bit of bit of breathing. Um, I'm not great at it, but I'm so trying. You did you did Rory Warnock come into your
0: club? Yeah, yeah, because he um he he did some. He's a legend. He gave us some programming for free for the app, um, bit of breathwork stuff. I think we put most of it up. There's still some content we got in the backlog that we still got to get on backlog. There. Um, but he was a really good dude, and he reached out. and He's like, "Mate, can you can you? Um, I want to get in touch with the Swans." And I was like, "I don't even know if I can." Oh no, I did. Yeah, yeah I no, we number. yeah yeah. Um, and then. I saw. I think I saw him put up a post. I'm like, that's sick to see professional sports teams going, getting breathwork coaches in, because that's the easy. I mean, it's the number one thing you need to do. Like you said, like we were saying before, breath, breathing, and then sleeping, two biggest things for high performance. But trying to get a, a, a giant organization to pay someone to come in and teach you how to breathe, it's like it's pushing shit uphill. I know we're in that stage of like a cultural transition where it's
1: starting yeah. to become okay. But it's it was sick to see the Swans take it on. It's good and and. He actually messaged yesterday and we we sort of we early on, so I, I threw it to so I, I went to you and then I went to to Horse, um, our coach and um, and was just like, have you thought about this? And he'd actually spoke with him and Robbo from the Roosters, the coach of the Roosters are really good, good friends, and, and they do a little bit of the Roosters. And we've mm. never really done any of the Swans. And and I was like, Can I give you this bloke's number? Came in, Horse and I had a chat with with Rory and um and he came in, did a couple of sessions for us, and and, and the boys loved it. Mm. Um and it was only it's obviously, it's a, it was a slow process being that it's just like, it's going to be, it, it, the cultural change is happening. But some of the boys are like, what the fuck are we getting some in to come and tell me to breathe? Like, yeah. And some of the boys were still like it. We probably had, out of the 45 blokes, we probably had 20 blokes that didn't do a session because they're like, I don't know, I don't need to breathe. Like, I do well, it
0: all the time. They're probably not listening to this, but they definitely do. Like, it's the number one thing to change your, your, your mood. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to teach my kids because t- kids have tantrums um, and all the time. Maybe I'm just a <laughs> shit parent. Um, but as soon as I get them to the – and, and you, I notice it now, as soon as they're getting worked up, their breathing rate picks up, uh, everything tightens up, and as soon as I just tell them, hey, just take a deep breath for me, and then you can tell me all the shit that you are about to stomp the floor and throw shit around. As soon as they take two deep breaths, they're calm again, and then their brain changes. Like, that is – the number, and everyone's like – adults are like, no, you don't need to teach me how to breathe. It's like, I don't need to teach you how to go in and out, but if I, I can teach you some things.
2: Yeah, it is the only – conscious way to stimulate your, you know, your vagus nerve and your physiology and change your physiology and your, and your stress response. The only conscious way to do that is through, through breath work. Um, there's no other way you can do it. Like slow your heart rate down. You're like, yeah, think yeah. about it. You, can, you definitely yeah. can't Sorry, do it. You got to breathe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Same with everything. So, mm-hmm. um. but I think that's where it's going to flow on from. Like you start getting a ama- mate, like the Sydney swans starting to do this, you know, breath work stuff and mindfulness, and it'll flow on because of the, well, the, the role model you know status that you guys have within the community. I think it's going to be amazing,
0: and that's what we need. It's exactly what you need. If we if we're trying to change the mentality, I mean, yeah, our goal obviously we work with veterans. Goal long term um, is, is the, well, the next goal: all blue collar males, including footy players and, and, and coal miners, and trying to get a tradie to sit down for five minutes a day and do some meditation, like, good luck. You put a, a gunfighter in front of him or a professional footy player that says, hey, we do this every day. Um, it, it's And then you take the woo-woo out and you take the fluff off it and it's no longer a, a, a dude with dreadlocks or a chick in Birkenstocks um, telling them how, teaching them how to do meditation. Instantly, like, you go, all right, makes sense. I think it's the only way to do it. Footy
1: players is a, is a good step forward. I've got
0: Birkenstocks. Yeah, so do
1: I. I was no <laughs> shoes, actually. You, you guys, you and Ryan are just no shoes and they are like, got to earth yourself. I'm like, <laughs> it's
0: fuck, you're right, <laughs>
1: Don't yeah. laugh, mate. No, no, you I don't laughed a bit.
0: Beth two I, years, years yeah.
1: ago. I'm all for it. <laughs> next minute we're
0: going to yeah. get the Swans <laughs> playing in <laughs> no shoes. So we're just earthy. We're just earthy. But no, mate, as <laughs> soon as I said that, I was like, oh, no. I've Because it takes... Normally with fashion, right? We, I'm going to go straight off track and down a rabbit hole. I love it. It <laughs> took me four years of seeing grown men wearing skinny jeans before I was like, "Okay, I can wear skinny jeans now." And it wasn't because I was. It was like I thought they looked shit, and then yeah. I don't know something just over time, just slowly got. Whatever, whatever it is, like the 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 message got in my brain, it's like oh, they look pretty, good. they're all right. I wear them, and now I wear them, and then two months later they're out of fashion again, and I'm like, fucked. <laughs> yeah. But the same thing happened with Birkenstocks. I used to watch men wear Birkenstocks, and I was disgusted. So I was like, uh, and it was, but when it first came out, it was the. Cult- I told you this was a rabbit hole. So I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to put a pin in them and go down another one. keep okay, going. Go. So it, it also, every fashion culture starts from. Some low socioeconomic group normally so gangbangers wearing their pants baggy down around their waist is because they, they that came from the dudes in jail. You don't get belts, right? So if you get the wrong size pants and they were too low, like they'd fall down your ass. And then all the all the all the tough gangbangers who'd never been to jail or they'd done five minutes in there come out and they're, they're wearing their pants around their ankles because they're like, Oh, that proves on am
2: I thought it was so that they said they were available. I thought there was like this weird misconception. <laughs>
0: they put their pants down if you Mate, took don't. it. I'm, I'm making this up. Don't, yeah, no. gonna, <laughs> <gonna call> <laughs> don't prove me wrong. <laughs> That's why we're not looking anything up on the TV. Yeah. It's all about... No, there, there, is, there was a part of it. I, I believe that to be true, that that was the thing. And then um, post 9-11, all the shooters overseas wearing baseball caps, having long beards and longer hair looking a bit scruffy, that was originally designed to bl- for males to blend in in Muslim culture because they've all got beards um, and they didn't want to have like military short cut short-cut hair and, and shaved heads. And then we get this explosion of hipster culture where everyone's wearing long hair and, and, and beards and it's like, no, you got, you, you're not allowed to be doing that. Sorry. That little top knot, that, that just ruins all. of yeah. the <laughs> top, knot, top knot originally is from like samurai or, or ninjas or whatever. Looks sick if you know how to, to slice people up with a sword. If you bake, bake cakes and, and, and make really good coffee, then no, you, you shouldn't be wearing a lumberjack shirt and have a long beard and a ponytail. Anyway. That is what fed into Birkenstocks for me. I'm like, there was dudes, they started with the top knot and then they grew long beards. And I'm a fairly masculine dude and I can't grow a good beard. And I was really, 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 it hurt my ego. Hold on, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm just you're uh, track. You're talking about beards. <laughs> <laughs> 26 years of growth right here. Look at it.
2: Hasn't shaved a day.
1: <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got two little bum fluffy and a little bit. In this socks as a mole, that's about it.
0: Mate, I- um, Maybe we just evolved. <laughs> yeah. When I go to the snow, like- the, the This is a whole other rabbit hole, real quick one. You know, when you get a caged pig, domestic pig, pink, no hair, yeah. you let it go and within like six months it'll grow tusks and have furry and become a wild boar, right? The same animal as soon as you let it go. Humans have almost, they've got a tiny bit of that in them. So um, when you go from domesticated, we are, we, we're domesticated pigs, put us out in the wild and, and you start, and especially in cold climates, you will start to get a little bit more body hair. So I've got no chest hair. And I go to the snow and I get, like, one or two. That's no. About, yeah, ab- absolutely. Really? In, in, in winter, I get I, I get more chairs, like, one or two more. Because <laughs> there's none. No. And then I get a couple I'm like, ooh, I feel beauty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have
2: to, <laughs> I have to start <laughs> shaving from here and then just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, yeah. the, the necks about out. here. Yeah, I've got to <laughs> measure it. Like, eyes are here, necks here, go, you know, and then all the way down. So right. in, yeah, right. In
0: a really, really bad attempt to bring this back onto some kind of track, that was what killed it for me. I was like, what did I say before? Something about I made fun of Birkenstocks. So when, when, when hipsters awesome. started wearing flannels and and having, they'd never done a day in their life in the woods, chopping down wood. Didn't, they don't know what an axe is, but they wear a lumberjack gumper. Um, Grew a beard and wore Birkenstocks. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you're allowed to do that because Birkenstocks are super hippie and you're trying to be masculine as fuck from the waist up and you're really feminine from the waist down. And four years later, I'm like, they look sick. I'm gonna get some, but then in the back of my I went out the other day and I was I went to Birkenstock shopping. couldn't find any that fit me, but I'm like and then I started worrying like if I buy these, someone else is gonna bring out a new pair of bloody havianas tomorrow, and I'm gonna to be too late, and I missed the boat, and I spent one hundred and sixty dollars on sandals <laughs> that I never wear again. <laughs> So yes, I, I agree. I, I made a joke about Birkenstock wearing, but I don't wear them
2: anymore. Why not? No, I got off them because of that whole thing. I was like, nah, talk yourself out of it. Well, I was like, they're hundred and sixty dollars
1: They last a while. They if you look, oh, you don't even have to look after them. I wear them in the bloody, in the surf, and then. Yeah. But my is I'll pop a in bloody two weeks. That's what's annoying, that's right? I was like,
2: hang on, we can put man on the moon, we can we can n- n- nuclear bombs.
1: Everything you can think about,
2: and we can't make a plugger yeah. that doesn't blow up within is a it, week.
1: Was it the double plugger? The the, yep. the black the the old, black and like white? shitty yeah. one, but they lasted. I felt They're like, double plugs. But back in the day, oh, anything made back in the day is so much better than this shit that's made yeah. today. I because swear. That's
0: a, the problem they've got. Like I, a lot of my mates, Well, not a lot. The guy, guys, a couple of guys that I went to school with, good blokes, but. It's like it's a badge of honour to say I was born in the 80s that they don't stop wearing black and white double pluggers. And I'm like, or those big... I'm about to throw up. The reef, those those big fisherman thongs. It's like about that thick, with (laughs) black, with blue lines through it. You know know them, and the dudes who wear them have always got dirt in their (laughs) (laughs) toes every time, mate. It's like if you see a pair coming out, this dude's gonna have disgusting feet. Cruel feet. It's it's trucky thongs. They're they're amazing, but they need to get those old-fashioned five bucks from Kmart double pluggers, and just get a couple of different colours on them. Different palette and I'll be like, I'm back. I'm in. Javianas. Javianas, they they don't last long enough. They just look cool.
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about high performance 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You go into the next one. um jeans and pluggers. Jeans and thongs. Yeah. That was that was stylish. That was I love it. You and you and Ryan love it. And I'm like, you got not be wearing that these days. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with you guys.
0: <laughs> oh was, mate, the funniest, the, the best thing is like, we, we got an age difference. Right? Oh, my computer's going off. Um, what are, how old are you now? 26. Right, so I'm 36. If if we were wearing like suits to a function, you wouldn't notice there's a big age difference. because so I'm very mature. And he's a very mature person. No, far from it. <laughs> Sometimes. But then it's like fashion and well computer games and, and apps on phones is, a, is starting to become a thing for me because I'm, I'm an I'm an anti tiktoker But fashion's noticeable. And I'm like, I jeans and pluggers for me. That's that's you're going out for a beer on a Sunday, you're going to the pub, whatever. That's like you're just cool. You're wearing that. He's like, you know you can't do that. It's like
2: sneens. It's like the old, it's like the eighties, seventies sneeze. It's coming back
1: around. Mate? Sneakers and jeans. Yeah. Sneed, yeah. yeah, no, no. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, can't you can't wear sneakers. Is that good or bad? Nah, shocking. Horrific. <laughs> 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 the big new
0: balance sort of um, new big, new yeah. The old,
1: you know you're a dad when you're wearing these yeah, big fat white new jeans.
0: I Very can't effective. wear new balance, but I've worn I've worn like black Reebok um nanos, like crossfit shoes, under jeans. Well, I I, I became a little bit more comfortable with it. I couldn't have, when I was in the army, if someone because some of the boys come from the country and that you meet people from all over the place and and sneezing was for some reason, acceptable to some 24-year-olds. I'm like, dude, I didn't know you were that – that was you. We, we can't go out in the piss together. Um, and then we're down at the snow a couple of years ago when, when we were climbing Kosciuszko mm-hmm. in the shoulder season and I, all I had was either – What's the shoulder boots, season? What does oh, that mean? Like when the snow's melted, the ski lifts are about to shut. No one's skiing anymore. Oh, the shoulder is actually just before – Oh, It's like oh, peak season yeah. for two months in Australia and then the shoulder's like the month east side of it. Um. And I had nothing down there. I didn't expect that we were go going out for beers or anywhere fancy. Which, I mean, it's not real fancy. We went to the pub and all I had was, was black rebook nanos and, and um, jeans. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I could probably get into this. I think I've turned, <laughs> I've turned a leaf in life. i have a bit old. I could probably do it. <laughs> and then I, I get a bunch of shoes from, I don't know, what sponsors and stuff. Nike, yeah, Nike. Yeah. And, and those white ones. Because so, we, we, we like, when we're living, especially across from each other, um, buying presents Or buy, just buying shit And like Oh I'm getting one I better get read one I'll get Isaac one Or whatever um, And he brought, brings home shoes And I'm like What do I, how do I How do I let him know That these aren't cool And then he's like No no these are actually cool And then I go in Everyone's wearing, wearing it yeah. Four years <laughs> mate I put them in cupboard Four years I'll get them out <laughs> yeah. Just before they go out of fashion
1: uh, No but they try and oh, I, Fashion is oh, I don't know It's all over the joint Isn't it It's like People trying to do too much These days so keep it simple. Everyone, everyone needs their own simple.
0: identity, and and they, a lot of kids have never had any adversity. So it's like fashion's my thing. I've got to I've got to figure it out in fashion. Who's
2: the trendiest guy in the AFL? Apart from you, obviously,
1: mate. You should <laughs> should have seen my kids back in the day. I was like boardies in a Billabong singlet. Like,
2: do they do sheriff sessions still? Like shit kit, you know, and kangaroo courts. We've got kangaroo okay, courts.
0: Cool. Well, do you do you ever when you? I don't know if you do it regularly week to week, but do you ever get around the boys having a beer and be like, there's someone in charge and, and you just pick on whoever's done the stupidest shit and they've got to yeah. pay fines and stuff like We're that. We've
1: got to find yeah, we have fine session. We used to do it, all, do it all the time. Um and it was yeah, it was it stays between the boys. So yeah, you know, yeah. there's some shit that comes out, you like <laughs> it probably shouldn't come out. Um but we don't we don't do it as often. No, we used to do it nearly every we probably do it every every month. Yeah. And there'd be, more, like, there'd be heaps of fines. And, it, and then we'd, if there wasn't, we'd just make up like, some stupid shit, like shit kids you yeah, are try what. and stitch yeah, people yeah. up, yeah. yeah, yeah. We haven't yeah. done it in ages, though. Um, and I guess as part of that, oh, you, you don't want to upset people or people are, are too sensitive to things. These and, days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, so rugby, I mean, we did a lot. Either,
0: if you go with rep teams, you, you have to do it, like, that's because you don't catch up enough. Um, and then club footy, it'd be like once every couple of games, um, there'd yeah. be some kind of share session. But you can't, you can't. I mean, that that is an essential part of, of masculine bonding is making fun of everyone else around you. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't, you can't say that out loud anymore because it's people get offended.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you're allowed to because you're a CEO of a mental health charity. So yeah, exactly. people in five years' time are like, where do we go wrong? They'll be quoting you on the news.
1: <sighs> wow. No, you can make fun of people. I hope so. The way it's going, definitely not, but I hope so. Well I mean that's
0: we, we went to um we went to there's a Mind Medicine event last night, which is a, a psychedelic charity that's trying to legalize psychedelics and and there is still there. I mean this is there's some people that cross the line and they're they're far too and there's people who are super conservative. And it's so like we got there and we're just like we're just gonna be honest, like and, and talk and that's the benefit. I guess it's a benefit when you can when you get introduced as a veteran, people are like Oh, this you're allowed to kind of say it will be a bit rougher around the edges and, and and but people need honesty and honesty for dudes is part of growing up. You got if you don't get picked on, you're not gonna
1: develop any resilience. We and that that's the thing. Um we can't be honest and we become robots. Everyone becomes a fucking yeah. robot because it's so politically incorrect to say the truth that you can't say it. And it's just like, well, that's my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, so we that's why that's why not many people in the media I don't reckon footballers these days are actually that that great of public speakers because it's all cliche, it's all straight down the lines, and it's just straight batting everything. And it's like you can speak well, but boring. Yeah. yeah.
2: How do you go? How do you think that game was? Yeah. Look, the boys played really well, and uh, we really hit the one percenters. And uh... yeah. <laughs> credit,
1: credit 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 to the boys for, for digging yes. in. That's yeah. It's <laughs> right. a script.
0: It is. I mean, course, we we're talking about this before. I don't want to. We'll, we'll change the topic quick because I, I, I don't want to put you in a position where you have to give an opinion on it. But manly, the manly boys in a bit of hot water for, for being true to who they are. Maybe. I don't know. There might, might be an agenda behind it. But I think it's good to see. I mean, I, I don't agree with some of the things that different sports people are saying about different topics, but they're allowed to have a personal opinion. And if, 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 they, if they disagree with something, especially religiously, fucking go nuts. You, you, we've got to get back to a position in, in society where we accept offending people. And I, mate, honestly, I, I think the only people doing it today, the only people safely doing it is comedians. And even them, it's not, that's not super safe. But oh, like yeah. Ricky Gervais, Bill Burr, um, Dave Chappelle, they've put some specials out lately that are like, we, we've got to speak the truth because because no
1: one else is allowed to do it anymore. There was, I watched this video the other day and it was, I not de- in, in depth, I should go into this, but all the way. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it, was, it won't be that. Um, and, and it was this guy just went and dressed up as a, I can't remember what culture it was, but an old, um, just a, like backing a couple, like maybe say 20, 30 years ago, uh, when it dressed up as like an old man. Um, but in their culture, I can't remember. If I find the video, I'll let you know. But I can't remember what culture it was. But he went up and just dressed as it and then just started asking people, it was like, what do you thoughts of my, my outfit? And they're like, it's offensive. It's, it's this and that. And then. That, that's everyone that was walking around that was obviously not from that culture. And then he went up to the – it was some, something to do with the Mexicans. Oh, the Mexicans. It was like he was a an old Mexican with his fucking – what are the – so, Sombrero? Sombrero, Sombrero, sombrero yeah. mustache and like that fucking rug that they wear. You yeah, know, yeah. Like like that. And, and he went and dressed up and then everyone's like, no, mate, you're not part of that culture. Like you're, you're wearing a fake mustache and you know him about it. And he goes, it's offensive. You, you can't be doing that. And obviously in a bit more depth than I'm saying now but <clears> – <throat> He went up to the Mexicans and was like, and they're like, hey, we fucking love you, kid. Like, yeah. that's epic. And he's like, you, you realize that people are bagging me out, calling me offensive and, and and racist and whatnot for for wearing this. And they're loving it. And he went around and asked all these Mexicans. And they were like, that's awesome. Keep doing it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the, that social justice stuff, people are getting offended for other people. And then yeah. you ask the people and they're like, bro, I don't give a shit. Mm, yeah. Can you stop defending me?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, I mean, I'll, I'll be butchering lines from different people's comedy specials. Um. But it's it's like the the feminists who are like we, we don't need dudes to fight our battles for us. I mean, imagine imagine if some well, um, last night we had people coming up was talking about how they they join different groups, especially on social media, so that they can defend men's mental health and, and whatever. And it's like appreciate it, but we're we kind of alright fighting our own battles. Um, if there's a problem, we can sort it out ourselves. We don't need someone who's from a completely different tribe coming in and going, Hey, I'm going to look out for you because you're weak. It's like,
1: no, it yeah. doesn't work. No, no, no. I'm trying to find this video for you.
0: I, I want to no, bring it up, Jamie, on the TV that doesn't work.
2: I'll be excited to do it.
0: that will be good to go. I know. I can try.
2: I've
0: got two bloody laptops in front of me. I could always do it. No, then no one else can see it. Anyway.
2: Because, um, Going on so going on from here, game tomorrow, recovery. How long does it take? Do you come out of those things feeling banged up for games? Yeah.
1: Yeah, early in the season you do. Um it depends. Obviously, a big knock, you you can't really condition yourself for it. But Have you ever had a
2: big HIA like a big knock where you're like I don't know what day it is? Head knock?
1: Yeah. Uh I've been pretty lucky. I've I've been pulled from one game, um, from having a head knock, but I played the next week and it was fine. That was before this, these regulations came in to have a week off. But no, I've been touch wood, pretty lucky. Um, haven't had too many head knocks. and, Yeah, too many head knocks at all that I'll talk about anyway that I've declared. had <laughs> 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 a couple that started this season. I was like, oh, but we got on with it. And yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty lucky. But a few of the boys have, it has been some pretty big ones in the AFL, because especially if you're, Obviously, you're facing the ball, and you you know you got players behind you, and they kick it over your head. You're, you're running, watching the ball going about like this. You obviously don't know what's coming from this angle, and it's just people have just been cleaned up, and it's it's and it's fully legal. They can come through and put a knee in your head, as long as they touch the ball, it's play on. So it's there's been some big knocks, big knockouts, and some. But there was one. There's actually, if we could look, can you look it up on there? Yeah. <coughs> so I've been, I can pretend to try and get the TV working. So I've been Jordan Lewis, knockout.
0: How am I going to show you? Uh, oh, We'll just put it up. We'll clip the it in. Yeah, oh, right. If you can clip oh, it in. Oh, mate, I hate this shit. I hate watching people dying on footy fields. <laughs> oh, but,
1: Yeah, stuff like that.
0: Oh, and he's... But, oh, so he came up with
1: motto He was full. Yeah, he was full, full out of it. But... He was one of the, he's one of the Hawthorne greats, like epic player. Um, went back on ten minutes later. Oh, how was yeah. that then? That well, must that would a few have been years ago. That would have been yeah, maybe ten years yeah, ago. Because that
0: dude should not be coming back for two to three weeks. Nah. He was like that was for. I mean, we'll try and cut it in, but I'll let's assume we know what we're doing. <laughs> it looked like a kangaroo that had been hit by a truck. Yeah, like as soon as he got hit in the head, yeah. oh, I hate there's it. been multiple ones like that.
1: There's one not long ago actually, maybe. Oh, maybe two or three years ago, very similar to that. I can't remember who. I think it was a doggies player. Um, there's been some, yeah, some big knocks, and he's come up across cross lot of numbers. He knows next week's lot of numbers. <laughs> he should
2: have
0: bought a lotto ticket. That's yeah. how, how and, conscious he was. Oh My yeah, God. instantly, instantly. I don't know. I, 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 I can't watch. Like you know, when people, James is the worst. Five, five, six times a day, he'll send me videos of normally stupid shit. Um, I mean, it started off with. A year, it's whatever's trending. For about a year ago, I got six to seven videos a day of um, someone telling a story and there was just a big black cock at the end of it You you just catches it. <laughs> or you'd be yeah. like, it'd be halfway through the day when he knows you're at work and you, as soon as you hit play on what looks like a normal sports video, it's just real loud moaning, porn yeah, in the background. Or like Mostly that. trannies for for Jonesy loves <laughs> um, sending out porn with... It just looks like two chicks, and then five seconds later, you realise there's dicks everywhere. <laughs> but more recently, since since the Russia and, and Ukraine stuff, he's he started, I, I guess, exposure therapying himself into watching more violent videos. And he sends me stuff, and the worst ones are sports injuries for me. When he sends yeah. me ones when people get, and I think it's because I had a bunch of injuries when I was younger. and I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I I hate it. No, some people um, love Kane, it, but
2: Kane's it's CV made of mine. He sends me, I don't. He just had this. He got into like. um What's the videos will like kill TV and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. used yeah. just send me that shit. And I was like, bro, I don't want to watch that shit yeah. anymore, man. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Some people enjoy it. I don't. Especially stuff like that. I'm like,
1: yeah. So the worst ones are weightlifters. Oh. Bro. They, yeah, there you go. I watched one. It was one, um Do you want to watch it?
0: No, I can't, <laughs> mate. They're the <laughs> very they're the very worst when knees go back the front. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no. Oh or yeah, with the leg press.
1: No, no, this guy was doing a full so he's just doing a back squat. Legs spread probably wide, or well, they were obviously too wide. And he's he's doing a couple hundred kilo, like big boy. And he went down, as he went down to about 90 degrees, and he had had people, like they had, like two people at either side ready to catch it. And he went down and it snapped, snapped here. It wasn't his knee, it wasn't his hip, it wasn't anything else. It, was, it snapped here and it just went boom and hit the ground. You can hear it. And it just flattened. And it was, I was like cringing. It's ah, just going I can't, really. Yeah, it's I disgusting. It. Man, I got I got to the point that – because that was
0: that was trending like videos like that a few years ago. I got to the point now where if, if I – even mates, if I see them post videos of trying to do a, a squat PR, I'm like, I'm getting straight through that. that. I don't even <laughs> want to watch it. Especially <gasps> Kane and the powerlifting boys, they're always putting up posts of like giant weights, like weights humans aren't supposed to lift. Yeah. I'm like, just in case – the 1% chance that someone just goes backwards, I'm like, get through that real quick. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. Yeah, one of our
2: ambassadors, uh, Kay, he's a big powerlifting bloke, um, Shepard, uh, tore his bicep off of his – of, so he's got deadlift, doing deadlifts, and you're supposed to keep your arms like, – rule number one of deadlifting is is probably about 20, I suppose. But, yeah, he bent his he bent his bicep, had it under tension, and did a – I don't know, it was 200, 300 kilo deadlifts, 300 something, and it just went bang, whole thing just – Straight up.
1: Yeah, it just rolls up. Yep. It's disgusting. Mm. they're they're a big injury too. I think them and the yeah are like a, a long, yeah, heavy road yeah. to recovery. Yeah. I was,
0: a, I was this, I was about to make up a time then. I was about yeah, Packs pe- <laughs> pecs like two years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I was like, you have <laughs> no, no idea, bro, like, just Oregon, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon of pec's like it, it's a good fuck, it could be like a nine month like a, Yeah it's a pretty big recovery. Yeah. Wouldn't want to do
2: one. So what's your um I mean, just to keep it so I don't we don't you you've got a big game tomorrow. Any predictions for for gonna be a win by how much? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> are you allowed to give
0: us some hot some numbers are
2: we, are so we can are, are, are you allowed you not allowed are you allowed to do tips? You probably can't Katie. I can
1: t- yeah, yeah, no, we, I can say tips. I am not allowed to better anything or tell you guys insider information or whatnot, but I'm allowed to say, Yeah, I reckon we'll win by a certain amount. Yeah. And if, I, mean, it, I mean, if it's that's slimming, which one, that's fucking, which
0: is, I think, I think the problem no. would be if you say we're going to lose by about nine points, yeah. then you'd be like, oh, I don't know, yeah,
1: all right, all right. And then you if start we, missing
0: goals in the yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. <laughs> one goal, five. But if you're like, going to, if you say you're going to win, like no. that, that can't be a problem because yet yeah, there's another team there that might say, no, I don't agree no, with that. What was that,
2: what was that American doco? There was a uh, uh,
0: basketball documentary with. Uh, a
2: couple of basketball, obviously basketball players, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do. It? I don't do in a decade. Uh, I'm
0: just going to uh, get a
2: Motorola, put it on my head. Yeah. Um, and they fixed games. There was three of them. It was like. But you <laughs> can't
0: fix it to win. And it was, yeah, unless they fixed, the other team's no, fixing it too. No,
2: they fixed it to win by X amount. Like, so, yeah. Oh, so they
1: knew so, they were going like, to the win. They were going to smack the team. They knew they were going to win. They were going to win by a certain
2: amount. And they were only going to win by a certain yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah
1: right. Have you, seen, have you seen the Indians that got done? No. Nah. Indian Cree players? fucking hilarious that one's worth I'm gonna bring up. that one up that, right one's, that one's gold and they got no done
0: gets hit in the head with a cricket ball no no no,
1: no. they were um, what am I looking for uh just say fixed Indian cricket league something like that
0: <laughs>
1: google's on it
0: as soon as you type in Indian cricket second search fixed matches yeah, right it's hilarious
1: <laughs> you gotta watch some of the the shots and the bowls being played and it was like it was as dodgy as like it, it's hilarious to watch but they got done bad recently because you, you could bet on it it's like oh, I think it was semi-professional it wasn't <laughs> even
0: I can, like I can understand this he said talking he about match <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. fixing
1: <laughs> nah it's a dark guy anyway you could bet Let's on it 50 different
0: players you know getting yeah. done for it though and they were the first, the Indians were the first to have a whinge about the Australians
1: rubbing the balls with, with yeah. sandpaper. They're like come on, son. But <laughs> that I think that's the latest one to get done and it was it was so embarrassingly like obvious. Obvious. Yeah. And they got they got smacked pretty hard, I think.
2: Yeah, so you're allowed to give so you reckon you'll get up, big win?
1: Um, I think we'll get up. The 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 Giants have said that they're um this is their grand final. So they're no chance of making finals. Um, but this is their grand final is what they're saying. So um, they've put everything into this game against us. And then what next week? If they lose tomorrow, then next week they'll be like, oh, this is our grand final. No, finals. no, they've just – well, they rested a couple of players and not sure whether it was rested to make sure. Last they, week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. but it was But um, I'm sure it would just be managed because they would have been sore or whatnot. But um, one of the players come out and goes, this is our grand final. And so
0: you're playing Western Sydney? Yep. And that is that – yeah, that's – yeah, because I was going to try and go to it. Um but then I remembered I got kids and going to go home. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot I kids. We're gonna try and go to to fourteenth. Um, what is it, Collingwood?
1: Collingwood, yeah. yeah in yeah, two weeks, we're gonna do
0: the yeah on the fourteenth. The the, the the we're gonna try and put a team into the city to surf. Um, and is it bite, the same day, yeah. In the morning, we'll get a couple of lads to do the city to surf and then come to the footy in the Arbour. Perfect. Um, we'll go. We'll go to the rowdy normal seats for that one. We can't, <laughs> we can't we? Can't be go under the family box and the being good boys, box. especially not against Collingwood. Um, But is is GWS, is that that turned into
1: like a local derby where you're supposed to hate each other just because? I think so. But it's always turned – it's – I guess early days they started – they obviously weren't great as most Hmm. teams coming into the competition aren't. But whenever they played us, they always worked themselves up and it was always a pretty close game. Um, The last few years they've had the wood on us. Like they – we've played them in three finals now and they've knocked us out in every final. Yeah, oh. the last like yeah, last few years. So they've, I think, I think it's three, It's either two or three, and they've they've beaten us in all of them. Um, so the the rivalry's definitely built. And even though they're not making finals, it, it's a big push. We need to perform well the next four weeks to make sure we can push for top four. We obviously top four, you get your second chance and whatnot. We're sitting sixth at the moment. We're only um, a game out of of, of top four and. It's a big game, and and they always work themselves out for. It. Like I said, they're they're ready to go. they this is their grand final, and and they've brought some some really good players back in. They're a good side. They probably mm. just haven't gelled as as well as they would have liked, but they're they've got some f- like outstanding talent. Um, but we're, we're we're performing pretty well at the moment. We've had three really good weeks on the uh, on the trot. Obviously, last week we, we had a good winning against Adelaide. The week before that, we went over to Fremantle, who were top of the table at the time.
2: Oh, were you over in Perth? Yeah. I live in
1: Perth. That's Burnley. what I should do yeah,
0: because yeah, Max lives in Perth. So, and I, I'm going to go over there. I don't know when yet. I haven't, haven't worked out days. Maybe we should. Are you got any games in Perth? Not anymore.
1: Not unless we play them in no, the finals. That.
0: But either way, it might be worth I'll come over a weekend when there's some AFL on.
1: The boys, the boys in Perth
0: still kick around with Ben Cousins, don't they? I don't think so anymore. They're all. When he cleaned up, I thought that some of the, the Army boys were hanging out with him. Yeah.
2: Good. Yeah, he got no. in trouble. Ben Cousins got in trouble sneaking on the swan ball and jumping the fence and they're like, the Yeah, base.
1: yeah.
2: Or oh, did he? Oh, in the yeah. bullshit. When he was cooked, yeah, when he was proper I think post
0: recently? No. I oh, years ago. So he's a
1: mates with the field boys, is he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's the same culture. It's the same. I, I guess it's the same reason. I mean, I'm I i can not consider myself high performing fit like I was in, in the army, but same as with with Swabsy, Like you, you do get along better with people who understand what, what high performing lifestyle is all about. Um, it's hard to, to Connect with with slobbish people, um, and, and I, I think there is there is an attraction. Professional footy players and high performing soldiers. It's always you get along well. Um, but yeah, those stories about him sneaking on base, who knows? What being a scallywag with the boys, probably. He's had some.
1: He's had some good stories. That'd be worth a good yarn. And yeah. I, because I reckon he'd open up because majority of us in the public anyway. But yeah, that'd be a good yarn. We get him on. Yeah, we'll come to person to a podcast. If you got him on, that'd be epic. Yeah, we'll, we'll reach out and get had, him on. Have you have you heard of the one where he? Tried to swim the Swan River. Is it the Swan River over there? Yeah, yeah it down is. south, yeah. You've heard of that one? When no. He, he was, he was I, he, I don't know if he was on the gear, but he was He was definitely drunk yeah. and he was driving his car and the cops were chasing him and he pulled up to the Swan River, like, see floor and it pulled up, jumped out and then how wide would it be? It's wide. It'd it's be like, like what, a kilometre?
2: Yeah, yeah, at points. It'd be, yeah, a couple hundred metres across at, at bigger points. Than, bigger than Sydney Harbour?
1: Nah. No, it'd be – it's more than a couple hundred metres. Oh, oh, no. I love it out yeah, because we couldn't up. get
0: the TV working. We've got to get the guest to Google it <laughs> <his phone. laughs>
1: Yeah, it'd have to be
0: – and freezing. It's it's cold. Cold. Oh, it would be too. Yeah. This is this in winter? Probably. Nothing. When the cops oh, are chasing better. you, it'd have to be almost covered in ice to stop you from going in there. Well, when when, you, when you're – Full of meth. Running the,
2: <laughs>
0: the old bloody glass barbie. Was, yeah. But, I mean, that's – there, there's some, there's people, especially if they've, they've come through it and they've come good, Like that is the people we want to talk to. They've got some stories to tell. like You know, Az, um, I always forget his last name, local Az but yeah, Aaron Moore, yeah, Um, we he's more, you know I had a chat to him yesterday and he's going to come on because he just got back from, um, he does a lot of stuff with indigenous communities and he, he went to Canada. Um, Movember, paid for a group of blokes to go over to Canada. I don't know the full story and I'll let him tell it properly. But um, I was like, bro, you want to come on a podcast? We're, we're getting a studio set up and he's like, Fucking, oath. he's like, "Are you okay with me telling all of my addiction stories?" I'm like, "Go, mate, open mic, do whatever, tell, tell it." And he's like, "I got it, some good, but fuck it, here <laughs> yeah, we go." That's the greatest. Like, we, yeah. he can
1: actually talk with no ramifications. Tell the truth,
0: and it's yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not like he's condoning. It's not like I mean, he his entire his profession now is drug and alcohol addiction, like rehabilitation counselling. Yeah, he's not telling these stories because he's like, "Hey, I had a really sick uh, adolescence." You should follow my – He's telling people his story so that you can avoid doing that yourself.
1: I'm, um the end of the, oh, the end of last year, but obviously the COVID sort of stuff things up, but I was going to do a trip with him to Yundamu, which is like, so you got Alice Springs and a three hours Northwest of Alice Springs is, it's a little indigenous community called Yundamu. And we were going to do, and I was going to go run some, cause there's Matt AFL up there. I was going to run some footy clinics and he was going to do drug and alcohol awareness. And we had like oh, swimming lessons and had this whole week with him and, and, and one of his cool mates, Casey, um, and now we're gonna so that we couldn't do that last year, but now we're gonna do Elka Island, which is up. Um, so to so the right of it's off Arnhem Land, to the right of Darwin. Yeah, right. Um, that two hour plane trip, and that'll be epic. So we'll go up there and we'll do the same sort of thing. And and he's just a legend, like he was just one of the, the nicest. Yeah, absolutely. Blokes just yeah. gets life. He just yeah. gets it.
2: and he uh, yeah that lived
0: experience piece massive mate. It'll be huge. I can't wait to hear his stories. Um, mate, I can't, thanks for. Sorry, sorry. It sounds like you're wrapping up. I've got one more question. Can you, yeah, we, we need to find a way to go. All right, I've got no more questions there. And this. I've got no more questions. So right we've, we've we've done breath work and we've done sleep. We don't, we've done a bit of the, I mean, fitness. You don't really need to talk about. Training's training. I want to talk about food for a minute because I have a big problem with most professional athletes diet and I get you can't eat strict keto because apparently they've tried it and it didn't work. What, what is your, what is your normal diet Monday to Friday? What are you, what are you kind of eating in a day? Well, where do you want me to start? Training day or just a normal day? Go, go training day, and then then we'll do just a, no, both.
1: So, oh, normal day. I'm, I like just getting a good mix of, of um, I guess, of, of meat and veg. I eat meat and veg a lot, and then of a the morning, it's just a, a bit of bloody toast and um, vegemite or peanut butter or something like that. Right. Um, if you're going for a piss, hey, we've got a minute to go. You
2: can't be going hey, for a piss. Get out of it.
0: Okay. Or he's going to fart. We can himself. cut this out anyway. I'll ask the he, question again. He himself? Gonna piss himself? going to piss? is that why you were trying to wrap it up? He's, he's you actually, he actually pissing down his pants? I hope so. He's wearing pink shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Go down the fire escape and into the downstairs toilet. We are not cutting this yeah, out. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're sure not. was. was K- he K- was out he like an old man. He did. And I reckon right. it was because he was like, oh, let's wrap it. I'm going to wrap it oh, Do you ever? A- oh, yeah. Okay, oh, we're back, back on. Okay, we're back on. on. Um. So, was there something you wanted? I know the question I'm going to ask, but was there something you want to talk about about your toilet experience? (laughs) None Um, of of that's been cut, by the way. No, we we have we told stories about you while you're gone. No, keep it all in. I was was asking. Um, I was just read through your notes, mate, and I was like, "There's good notes here. Stuff that we got to bring up. There's a triangle. Can you talk us (laughs) through? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's a panic.
2: So obviously, I didn't do it. So part of the lead up is you got to do. I do a. I'm a nervous weir. Do a wee before a podcast. I think I always wee before a podcast. Yeah, you always do. Wee before a section tag, whatever. Um, nervous
0: wea. Did you say sex tag? <laughs> a <laughs> also section tag. So you're, oh. you're, you're, you're training the army. it's like, you're about to go into a contact. Not where you go for a wee, I don't know. Cause it's like Not if in you're advancing contact. the contact. You're, well, uh, we we'll just do a quick wee. All right.
2: Um, yeah, I got got to drain the drain the bladder. Do a nervous wee. And I didn't. Got a carrot drink and straight into this. Oh, yeah.
0: You're trying yeah, yeah, you've had a bit of fluid. True.
2: Yeah, mate. I was, I was like, fuck. <laughs> this Not, shit up. Don't get up during <laughs> the middle of the Isaac Andrew podcast. You got it. You got it.
0: For the um, last 50 minutes, you've been like leading towards this. This is Mex's is wrapping up. Why? Why are you wrapping up so early? Now I know. I need a piss. So you'll, you'll oh, oh, you're allowed to go to
2: the toilet, mate. But going back to my show notes that I'm, I never put up in the podcast afterwards, and I always tell people I will. Um, yeah, nervous.
0: Square. So That's the square. Dwelling.
2: Weird. That a triangle, double triangle. Yeah, there's not a whole lot there. What does the one
0: on the right say? It looks like it says. Genetic memory.
2: So when you were talking about your uh, mum and dad uh, both being athletic, um, do you think that might have been some? Because they talk about, you know, well, not so much genetic memory but uh, genetics playing a part. Do you think they played a part? Were they above and beyond fit?
1: Yeah, they were, they were pretty good athletes. Yeah, they were like. From all reports, really good athletes. Um, definitely played a part, but I think I look at my brother—the prime example of like the comparison between myself and my brother. Footy wise, skills that shits on mine. Like still, he could go out there and kick a footy straighter than I can, and he wouldn't have kicked a footy in five years. He goes um, speed wise, probably still quicker than me. Like I reckon up until like maybe the last year or two he was quicker than me now that he's put probably 10 kg on and so why Why is he, what your brother's a trader or you know, a builder he's a trader yeah yeah and he was he was in the songs academy um more talented than in in, in majority things always stronger than me always like more powerful like yeah quicker better skills whatnot but i'd like i'd be there and i just love footy i love like i love push myself to the limit uh mm. physically so i'd be out there and we lived on a bit of property and just around the the outside of one of the the paddocks, I just sort of mapped out a three kilometre time trial. Cause that's the the time trials generally with AFLs three kilometres. These days it's two K, but back then it was three K. And I'd I'd get home and I'd train two three times a week at, at club, and then occasionally with the academy. But whenever I wasn't training with them, I'd come home and just fuck it and just do a three K time trial. Like I'd warm up, and that was my extras mm. sort of thing. My brother be there, and he's like, he helped me map it out, but never ran it. And he'd be yeah. there and he's like, i can't be, like, I'll, I'll have a kick with you when you're back. And I'd be yeah. there, I'd be gassed on the way back. I'm like, let's kick, let's go, let's keep it on. And he just didn't quite have the drive. Yeah. And then when the when the shit got cranking later in life, when he was sort of 17, 16, 17, 18, when things started to get a bit more serious, he just sort of he pulled back a bit and was like, not sure if that's for me. Not sure. 18th year. Sorry, when he was when he was 18, when it's like your draft year, just within two weeks went fucking. With life, done with footy, don't want anything to do with it. Went with his, one of his good mates and shot off to Perth in the mines. So, did a year in the mines, and um, that was him done with footy. And then came back and a couple of clubs in Sydney that kind of wanted to see him play and see if they could, um, yeah, see what he could do, whether the Swans could pick him up again or, or whatnot. And, and he's just like, no, nah, couldn't give a fuck. So I, I, yeah, mate.
0: And that's your work ethic is fucking was, high, high level. Like, And that's, that's one thing that, that Ryan brings up a bit. It's like, there's a difference. You can tell, like, I'm not going to name any of them. There's a couple of new mates we, we've, we've met and um, v- skilled people, absolutely skilled athletes, but work ethic's just not there. And, and yeah. unfortunately in 2022 you can't be one. 20 years ago you can be skilled and, and smoke dairies on the sideline. <laughs> not anymore. You've got to be fit too. And I I, had, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I was ever going to be a professional sports person, but we went to, um, when I first joined the Army, we went to France and Germany to play playing for the Army team. We went and played all the, the French and the English um, Army teams and they brought this old bloke, I can't remember his name, he's going to kill me, um, from from the Queensland Reds with us. And he came up at the end of the the tour, he came up and he's like, mate, you, you're you still young enough. Do you want to, w- because w- he was talking to the Army rugby guys, do you want to get posted to Brisbane and, and come and start playing in the Reds development team with us? And I was like, honestly, mate, I fucking love footy. I hate training. Like I want to, I want to do – I am in this team for the social aspect and I love going out there and playing footy, scoring tries and, and, and smacking people. I, I, An hour before training, every time I think about a good excuse as to why I can't train yeah. and I fucking hate it. And I love going to the gym and, and doing fitness training. I just hated rugby training. I'm like professional sport was not for me. Um, but then, and that's a, it's you've got to be happy doing it. Just being good at it. Um, it it's, it's it's those days are gone of, of just turning up to play and, and hating training. Can't do it anymore. You've got to be committed to being a, a fucking heavy, heavy discipline yeah. trainer.
1: I, I agree. It, it's I still get days where I up at the club. I'm like I'm fucking. I don't want to be here. Like I'm like occasionally. It doesn't happen that often because it's obviously a, a very much a mindset thing. Get up in the morning, get going, make the most of the day. But I get days where I'm like. It's just just a day I need to get through. Get through today, and go <laughs> home, and I'm like, I'll go home and fucking switch off from footy, and then tomorrow I'll reset and go again. Yeah. Like I have days like that, not that often, but I do, I do have them. And I'm like for me, I'm just like, all right, it doesn't happen. It's not gonna happen that often. It's just normally like I just push out to the side and I'd get on with it. later. On I the think track that's super important for people
2: to hear too, as well. Hey, like you think these like you're a human being as well at the end of the day, super high performing athlete.
1: People look and be like, he couldn't have a bad day. And you're like, yeah, dude, you have bad yeah. days, man. Like, so yeah, you just don't want to. You're just like, fuck. Like, I'm just not in the mood. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm like, I just like, just don't want to. Don't want to be training hard. And when you go out there, and then, but once I get out there, it's always, it's always the start. Once you start, like, I've got a mindset. Really. Like, if I'm start to do something, I'm gonna do it 100. Mm. No matter how shit I'm feeling, or if I don't want to be doing it, or or whatnot, I'm like, just just start off. Once I start, I'm good. Just keep going. But it's mm. that lead up to it, and I'm just like, I can't be fucked. I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I do
0: have it, but not often. Right, back to the final question before um, <laughs> before Max had to go for little wee. Di- nutrition, so diet for for professional athletes is something. Uh, if we don't cut it, well, you'll hear me say this twice, but whatever. Um, I it's been a bugbear of mine. Like when, when I left the military, diet, dietetics was a big part of my ten years out, uh, and. and understanding what high-performing diets was always confused me because I love, like, longevity diets, like keto and and, and low-carb diets because it does keep you healthier for longer. All athletes that I see are just dumpsters for whatever food is out there. As as long as it's delicious, they're just smashing it. Crossfitters are the worst. Like, they will eat pizzas and and, and fucking bags of chips and lollies and that while competing. And I get it, you need carbs. But what, what is your normal diet?
1: I feel like because because AFL is such a um, an, aer- an aerobic sport, it's like it's it's fitness over anything really. Um, diet it does play a massive part, and some like you and you know when you're eating right, when you're not, and that's a, it takes time. Obviously, as a young kid, you guys probably back me up with this. Like you didn't really, you just ate for the sake of, sake of eating. You're like, oh yeah, I'll fucking smash cards for a game. It does that, okay, I don't know what I want to eat. I don't care what I want to eat. Does that make any sense? I think I was just waffling then. No, that's good. Um, Anyway, so I yeah, I've I've learned that like before before games and main sessions I I do like a carb load, knowing that I can spoil myself with the garlic bread and and whatnot with a pasta and some salad. But I make sure I always get my greens in. I love greens. I could eat greens. I could become a vegetarian. Generally could. I will tell you right I, now, no. you, should, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You definitely shouldn't. Right? <laughs> I'll be there and going those chicken wings at River Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I I, I just I, just saying that I, I love my veggies a lot of salads and whatnot. But um, I, I feel like I ate pretty well and a lot of it like boys will go out and even the young fellas these days, they're not necessarily eating as much pizzas and burgers as what go back when I was like eight years ago when I first got to the club would be there and there's, there's one-night pizza at East Gardens used to be there and, and it was uh, um, I think it was $25 bucks all you can eat pizza. And that was every Tuesday night or Monday or Tuesday night or something. So we'd all go there and just be, boys would eat three pizzas. And it was like, that was it. And we weren't even training the next day. It was just because it was a cheap, cheap day to eat. And mm-hmm. So boys would go nuts. But these days it doesn't, it doesn't really happen like that. We'll, we'll go out and if we go into a pub, boys will even change their chips to, to salad now and, and have a steak and chips. Occasionally boys will get the snitty if they're feeling like they've had a big day or whatnot. But, the diet it does play a big thing and big big part in in what you do. That's the biggest thing for me is is what I've changed is my diet and my um, and my sleep. And occasionally I'll go to the pub and smash a heap of chicken wings. Yeah, and, you got it. But it plays up my stomach. I, I look at it now like it's not even worth it. Like my stomach just gets irritated so badly mm. these days that I'm like, as well eat healthy. I feel better. Yeah, yeah, it's good at the time because you you love it. But I'm like, it's not a massive. They did workout.
0: they did do. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they did trial. Uh, keto type high fat low carb diets with footy. I know they did it with cricket. Cricketers loved it. The Aussie cricket team allegedly, according to the doco, um, said it was amazing for them. But they're doing a whole bunch of nothing for a lot of the time, like standing around fielding. Um, I, I I get that 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 uh, explosive like, kind of sports requires a lot of explosive energy systems. Keto may not be the, the optimal kind of diet, but I don't know. I just, I just thought that the AFL with so much running around like. Lower carb would probably be better. But what, what were the results, do you know, when they did well, test it? It
1: wasn't with us. It was with uh, Melbourne Demons. Yeah. So right. who, it's a funny one. I think they trialled it maybe four, three, four, five years ago. Yeah. Um, they won the grand final last year, not doing it. So it's like. Not doing it. Not doing it. No. So they tried that and had a pretty bad year. And then I don't think, but from, from all reports, they didn't try it for long enough that mm. it became something or their bodies adjusted to it. It was if they tried it for another year, they reckon it would have had massive benefits. But it's that, whether it's like a two-year period to do it, you, you sacrifice that. But they went back to their, I think, the old way of carbohydrates and yeah. high sugars and whatnot before games. Whereas, I don't know, whatever they did last year, which I'm pretty sure wasn't keto. Before, Steroids. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're no, going no, on, if you're on the juice. <laughs> nah. nah, it's good to know. Like
0: I, I, like I said, I, I, I see professional high-performing athletes eating shit Still killing it. and I mean, I know you need sugars and or glucose and then you go, um, we're training so much. It does, like, doesn't have an
1: impact. Have you spoken to many AFL players though about their diet?
0: No. No, I've only seen you and the boys. and I'm like, yeah, it's a bit but of no, a mixed Some of the boys. Go, out yeah. with, go have a dinner with belly <laughs> and it's like, oh, what, whatever you got. Have that seven bloke can eat too. To be, exactly. He can, can eat. Me. And he, he
1: uses an excuse, oh, no, we're we'll training tomorrow. I'm just going to eat. Like, and it was funny. So he stayed with me for a couple of months. And um, was it? Not last year but the year before. Just like before the Chrissy period. So we had like a pre pre season block and um, he'd eat, we'd go there and before a main session of, of pre season where we'd probably do like 12, 13K, he, <laughs> he'd he get a garlic bread, a family size supreme pizza, a pasta, and finish it off with a, a garlic bread. And occasionally would go a, a, um, a garlic pizza too, like a thin garlic pizza. And he In goes, one. Oh, I've got the salad. That, that's just him. And I was like, bro, okay, so I'm not ordering anything, then we'll share that. And he's like, no, bro, that's me. Like, I couldn't believe it. That bloke can eat.
0: That's hey, brilliant. He's an Indigenous fella, right? So the Indigenous boys, the one the blokes that I've known that are that are good at sport can they're the dumpsters that are just like just shovel fucking shit in and doesn't affect him at all. Yeah. They they're always lean and and fit and and well, can go forever. But as soon as they retire and they stop doing all that exercise, they're the first ones to get fat. They <laughs> yeah. soon made um I forget his name and one of the Knights players. Owen Craigie. Oh, I think it was yeah, an indigenous yeah. fella. Fit and fast and everything. As soon as he stopped playing, diet doesn't change, fitness disappears. Fat.
1: Well, you look at Belly's Belly's GPS on game day, will shit on anyone else's. Yeah. He's like he he's high. So we, we look at high speed running. So we've got all this, all this data that pumps out from our GPS and we've got like your distance covered, your high-speed running, your sprint distance and your max velocities is really – they're the four that we look at. And his high-speed high speed and, and sprint are like double anyone else's. So he'll, he'll cover like three, three-and-a-half kilometres of high-speed whereas most of the boys are hitting maybe just under two sort of thing. Yeah. And then sprint distance, he'll hit five, maybe like five, 600 metres. Boys are hitting 200 sort of thing. So –
2: it is. It's doping, yeah. honestly. If you're indigenous, they it's fast twitch muscle fibres and and that they are everyone. You put a ball in the hand and and yeah. they are they are natural athletes. It's, Absolutely, it's bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Feels unfair, doesn't yeah. it?
0: <laughs> uh, We're got to keep an eye on Buddy then. Buddy's when's he? How many years are he got in him? No, he's got this year.
1: So there's, there's that's contract it. talk at the moment for him. So, um, was he gonna stick around? Yeah, well, the, the end of the year, it's up to him and his manager. And yeah. see you, def- he's about.
0: definitely listening to this. So <laughs> <laughs> when you get when you stop playing, mate, you have got to switch that diet up a bit. No,
1: <laughs> he's slimmed down. Actually, he's he's. Has he? Yeah, he's he's good. He's looking fit and feeling fit, and his body's good. So touchwood, he stays like that. But yeah, nice. He's a bloody good player. Yeah, yeah fucking isn't
0: he. All right, mate. Yeah, you can wrap it up. I have got no more questions
1: anything
2: no I'm, mate like i said um thanks for coming on it's it's been a blast it's an easy going guy i can't believe with media training not standing on your own dick during the uh podcast and answering my retarded questions I appreciate you coming on mate and uh yeah
0: I I love how you still
1: look at it. Yeah, I was was, about to
2: say,
0: i I Have have I talked about triangles yet? Yes. (laughs) Have I talked about straight lines? Yes. Okay, now we can go. Yeah, you're talking about (laughs) that (laughs) octagon that fell off the wall. Oh, no. Yes.
1: That's what I was pointing out before. I'm like, oh, I saw it fall off, but it might not be in the camera. No, don't
0: tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. No, so we painted this five hours ago.
1: Oh, it is on the camera. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, that'll be a no. little Easter egg for everyone. We painted it out, we're like, as long as it dries so that we can put these self sticking squares on the wall, hexagons on the wall. Anyway. That's so that's right, let's good. let's wrap it up before any more fall off.
2: Yeah, this studio's gonna fall apart. That curtain's gonna come down.
0: Um so
2: if there's any traders out there yeah, coming <laughs> we're a charity.
1: Oh, you've done very well. Done cool awesome. It's a great place. Right. All right. right. Cheers, lads. Thanks See very you. much. Ta-